Well, I'm not a crook. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. I have a dream. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. It transcends the senses. This is Murder of Grey. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And this is the Murder of Grey podcast. All right. Well, usually I try and come in very high energy, very happy uh, to be here. But I feel like the dilemmas that we're going to be discussing today are very, very tough to deal with. It's all of uh, actual current events that are happening right now, all within the, the past three days. Uh, you guys are going to be hearing this on Monday of what we are recording over the weekend. And we want to get this episode out quick because, you know, everything that's going on right now and to just talk about the state of this world, it feels like every single day we are taking another step backwards. Something as simple as you have the right to remain silent is now being, you know, thrown out the window, right? Like something as simple as that, that we, I feel like is, could be taken for granted or misunderstood. And there are a lot of misunderstandings with that, you know, or the woman's right to choose, uh, you know, or even just feeling safe by going outside or riding public transit or just going to a park and knowing that the person next to you isn't a deranged man with a gun hidden under his belt, you know? Like mm-hmm. there's, so much stuff going on right now that all of those ideas and all those things that we've taken for granted throughout our lives are now being threatened and some of these rulings that have been in place for over 50 years think about that most of us have not been alive that long right like and for a lot of people in this country those laws have been in place for the majority of everyone here currently in America like it's just and now they're gone or they're being threatened and it's not just those laws but it's the things that are attached to them too and these threats that are going out of what's next and at first whenever I started hearing that the Supreme Court is going to be talking about some of these things and discussing them I had no like inclination that we would ever go this far back Right, like it always felt like those things were protected. And now I have no idea. I have no idea what's next. You know, I heard that the people like pro-lifers are going to be going up against contraceptives next and making that either illegal or extremely difficult to acquire. And at first I was like, yeah, okay, that's cool. There's no way they're gonna be able to. Now I have no idea. And I don't think any of us do. And that's the most terrifying thing to think about. But there's a few things that we do want to discuss through. Uh, there's three pretty big things that have happened so far and it, wh- who's to know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? But as of right now, one of the things, uh, the first thing is the Miranda rights. Miranda rights are something that are very simple and I would say that they're a little bit misunderstood, right? But everybody knows them. We know them from film. We know them from life experience. If you've ever, you know, unfortunately been encountered with the police and been held or detained for any reason i know i have and i've heard these being spoken to me and i it gives you a weird sense of comfort and understanding but now that's gone right and we all know right the right to remain silent uh the right to an attorney if you can't afford one will be provided to you all that stuff right and Mm -hmm. really what the core component of the Miranda rights or what they actually did was that if a if you said anything to a cop or you were talking to a cop and then you ended up being investigated or having to go to court if you weren't read your Miranda rights then there was a chance that some of the things that you said wouldn't be taken out of con or you know out of context and used against you in the court of law but now that's no longer the case. Cops do not have to say the Miranda rights to you. 
Now, I'm not 100% certain um, as of right now with the, the literature that's coming out, if that is across the country or if that's like statewide or whatever it may be. But this is a very crazy thing to think about, right? Like now a cop doesn't have to really explain anything to you. And anything you do say can be misconstrued and used against you. So they're like, there's already so little trust within the police system that it, this is just going to make it even worse, in my opinion. And it really, the way that it was worded and the way that it sounds like it was, you know, fought around or how this got passed was that if you weren't read your rights, then an individual could potentially sue the police department in the state because they weren't read their rights to begin with. And now that's not the case anymore, right? But it seems so little and so like it, it like the media isn't really putting this one on blast because there's much bigger things that are going on. But this is a very slippery like slope. Right. And it started with one thing and then now it's just kind of falling apart little by little. And like I said, we are going backwards in time and it is very terrifying. And some of the concepts that some of these senators are now trying to bring up go even further back than 50 years and they're trying to start a discussion as to let's get rid of that too. And it's scary because it sounds possible that that might actually happen, but I don't know. Like what this is a very light one and it, I, I'm curious of what your take is on the Miranda rights themselves, how you feel about them and like hearing that this might no longer be a thing for us. I think it's a really weird thing to kind of take away honestly mm -hmm. like it's very random you know compared to the other two big issues going on right now this is kind of like something that just came out of left field um, right yeah it, especially when compared to what else has been on the docket right it's just like it felt like they just kind of squeezed this one in without anyone really noticing and it's like i don't really see like how this would benefit really anyone except maybe like cops mm -hmm. and it's just like it it's really weird you know i mean i used to wonder like how would people know if they ever read you the rights or not like it, like if you were in court and you would sue them for not reading it like it's not like they record everything they say or unless they do now but like they do now but there is a verbal confirmation Right. Like you, the, after they say the rights, they ask you, do you understand? Yeah. And you're supposed to somehow confirm that you are listening and coherent enough to understand that you were read your rights. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Mm. It's been a while since I had them read to me. Um, yeah, same. But <laughs> the it's just weird, though. Honestly, like it's something that I just wasn't expecting. Like when you sent that to me, I'm like. This has to be fake because it's so like out of nowhere, but regretfully mm -hmm. it's real and it's, I just want to know like what's to gain from this. It, it, the, what sounds like what was gained from it was that now the state can't be sued. So oh, that really boy. sounds like that's the big gain from this. And it's just kind of like a weird thing. But now I'm wondering, like, I started kind of like really diving into it and really starting to like play the hypotheticals in my mind of what what could possibly be done or said, right? Like, let's say you're at a protest and you're chanting something. Now that can be looked at hate as hate speech, you know, and now that that chant can be used against you in the court well, while you're being detained without being read your rights. Like a cop can just come up to you, not say shit, and just start detaining you. And then anything you say during that process, like you can, you know, cuss out the cop that could be looked at as or like trying just to figure things out. Right. Like I would be irate and be like and, you know, probably a little incoherent at that point because just of how confusing that process would be. And I'm sure like if you it could be looked at as, you know, being obsession of justice or however you want to word it right like uh, resisting arrest because you're questioning what's going on right like it feels like it could be taken and exploited dramatically it's frightening 
and this is the light thing <laughs> this week, right? Like, yeah. think about that. Like, if, if there's any listeners out there who might be listening to this, you know, a few months later or a year from now or whatever, like something, this is the, the lightest thing that has happened this week. This is, and this is all within the last three days. This is the, the most like, eh, whatever of, <laughs> of the craziest things that have been happening in the last three days of these attacks on, are just basic human rights as an American, right? Under the Constitution, all this stuff. Like, it's it's very, very terrifying. Like, the Constitution itself is, I, I would say it's being attacked, but at the same time, it wouldn't, like, I always wondered, and I wish I had done a little bit more research on this, but, like, why hasn't the Constitution been revisited? Because of the time that when it was written, it is not relevant to what is going on now. And no. I don't think that we can, you know, feasibly rewrite the Constitution. I don't think that's a possibility anymore. Uh, it would just lead to too much argument. Uh, it was easier whenever it was just this group of men who decided this. And, you know, got to remember, it was just a group of white, rich men that decided how the laws of this country are going to go for the rest of the world or the rest of time, I mean. But it's it's so weird that it's these laws that were written in 1789 right are being used abused and misunderstood and like the words are being like you know piecemealed out and analyzed to the point of just utter garbage where you can fight for either side of the argument you know it's just it's disgusting the abuse of it mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just terrifying to see what we can do with that as humans and it's it's really it's terrifying and i guess that leads into the next big hitting thing that kind of came up this week and it goes into the second amendment right so when we think the second amendment a lot of people just think the right to bear arms and that is not it but so many you know gun rights activists and people like that are going to just leave it at that because that's the part that is important to them the rest of the wording is not important or relevant to them so they don't include it in a lot of their you know verbiage or whatever it may be the posters their speeches all that it's just the right to bear arms but that is not the entire second amendment and when you read out the rest of it it puts things into a different perspective. At least it did for me. I, I don't know. I, I could be just speaking for myself here, but it put things in a different perspective where this is not what it was supposed to be. And it actually brings up a lot more questions because people could be looking at themselves as fitting within the constraints of the Second Amendment, but be very, very off from that, right? So mm -hmm. the Second Amendment, as it is written, is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, yes, the right to bear arms is in there, but there's a lot more to unpack with this. It's a well-regulated militia. That means that it is a militia that is being, you know, monitored by the state, being necessary for the security of a free state where what is being attacked like there is and this was written during a time of civil war where battles were happening on state lines on you know it's it it doesn't fit anymore we can't follow this and we're abusing the wording here to create and like remove certain laws and regulations to make it so easy to get guns nowadays and some of the marketing for these guys, it's just disgusting. But I, I'm going to stop rambling and let you take over for a little bit so that I don't get too heated about it. I never really thought about the militia side of it, honestly. Um, I knew it was there, but I never really thought about it too much. Uh, I think it's it's interesting because over the past, I mean, there's always been groups, you know, I don't want to say just terrorist groups, but militias, right? Local mm -hmm. stuff like that in the states, and you know, like like this, like it says, people are allowed to do it. But it's interesting how that's always something. It's kind of left out, right? Like they mm -hmm. just think about the right to bear arms, and and like you said, like to me, I feel like a lot of it is outdated. Yeah. I think, well, this is my view on most things of the government, 
it is all outdated. Like, things need to be updated. We need to kick out the old people. No offense to anybody older listening, but... Old people have been... They don't even know how to work Facebook. They don't know how to Google half the time. Like, how? Yeah, are, are why are we trusting yeah. our government, our country, to these people that probably think they're still in the 60s or 50s? It's like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I know that there's wise people that are older. But to me, I feel like they're not in that building. They're not in the court. They're doing something else and it's it shows you know it's like i mean the president is the biggest one you know in general when they're older that's just it, i don't know i don't get it i don't get why like the court people can be there for like life or whatever like i think that's another mm-hmm. really stupid decision um yeah, yeah the only way to get out is if they die right like it's it halts progression and i mean i don't mean progressive and progression as like a left term i mean it as a life term where you know we can't just stick to the past we need to like keep moving forward we need to adapt with the world in general and if you keep trying to isolate your country or run it like it's always been or bring it back to what it was you're not advancing and Mm -hmm. I don't like to look at it this way, but, you know, when you're in a competitive world out there where other countries are either looking at you and laughing, they feel sorry for you, or, you know, they once were threatened by America and now they feel like they have the equal or better, the higher ground. And it's like doing all this is just making this country look so weak. And yet people think they're being patriotic, but honestly, you're not, you're you're creating more turmoil in this country and it's just making the country look worse to the rest of the world. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, even to itself, you Mm -hmm. know, there's people that are fed up with this country and it's, you know, it makes sense because it's just some, there's some really great things, but there's also a lot of bullshit and it's just sad. And for me with the gun law stuff, like to me, like, I don't mind like a handgun or a shotgun, like as you're right. For me, it's what do you really need an assault rifle for? Like, I get it if you have a militia or you, you know, there's chances of like some kind of like, I don't want to say post apocalyptic because that would be a whole different world in general, but like it'd be different if our freedom was threatened constantly. Right, why is the like, AK-47 okay. the most popular gun bought in the United States? It's what, like... What is what is the purpose of that? Why is that gun now being marketed towards children where we have pink camo with little girl skulls and crossbones on it, right? With like pigtails and shit. And then matching sets for little boys too. Like, why why do they need an AK? Yeah. What, what purpose is that? You can't say that's for hunting. Fuck off. That's not real, right? Like... It's because you want to be that machismo man bullshit mentality. And then, sorry, I'm going to get really heated. And, you know, some listeners might be if if you disagree with what we're saying here, I totally get it. Like, you know, you have your right. That's fine. That's fine. But I would love to know why you need that gun other than just recreation. Right. You know, like, to shoot a gun. You don't need an assault rifle. You know, exactly. you, you can do just as fine with a Glock. You can do just as fine with a rifle. You don't need a semi-automatic mm-hmm. rifle to like. I lived get in Texas. I was a I was around hunters, and hunters had bows, they had handguns, and they had rifles, and they used yep. those to actually supply food for their families. Right? Like I I lived with those people. I've gone hunting with those people. I don't like doing it. My stepfather did it too. He was a bow hunter. Right? Like. That's fine. You do you. That's totally it's okay. Kind of cool, but actually. the bow hunting's rat. I don't know why. That's cool. But <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's just bizarre. Like why is that the necessary gun? Right. Like why? Like what purpose does that serve? And the reason why we're bringing this up, right? It's not just to kind of bash or like gripe about the gun laws nowadays. Um, actually, a couple of days ago, the Supreme Court. Uh, it was actually on Thursday, uh, last Thursday. So they 
they validated or invalidated, sorry, they invalidated a New York law that requires state residents to have proper cause to carry a handgun. So listen to that. They invalidated <laughs> the inv- Yeah, this is I'm I'm getting kind of like worked up here, but they invalidated a law that requires proper cause to carry a handgun. And that decision actually now makes it a lot easier for millions of people, of millions of American residents who live in New York to now carry a handgun wherever they go, which is terrifying. Like proper cause is a very important thing, I, in my opinion, to have to have a gun. What is the proper cause? Like just because you want it? Like I've been on shady subway stations, right? Like I've had my bike stolen from me from people and never in my mind was there like I should get a gun. Right. Like it, th- you have no reason. Like what, what is the proper cause there? Right. Unless there's some sort of need for a militia, which we don't need a militia. We're not under attack constantly, regardless of what these politicians are trying to say that we are. Right. Like what, what are we under attack by? People who want to get a better life for themselves? Go fuck yourself. Right. Like what are we under attack for? Like what is the necessary need for this? Why do you, why do you need that? You don't like tell me a reason why and give me a good argument why and I'll listen to you. Right. Like that's the whole point of the show is that like in the whole point we've made not have actually explained the naming convention too, but like we live in the gray. Right. We we listen to both sides. We try and keep a very open mind. But the, what I've yet to hear a good argument as to why you just need a handgun at all times, because it just sounds like it's going to be another dumb accident out there waiting to happen and if you look at like you know the gun violence archive online this is a website that we just found and if you look up gun violence or incidents or mass shootings within the last in within this year in 2022 well there's 12 pages of them for you to go through across multiple states and that's just in 2022 in the last six months right and they're on the rise since COVID happened so people are going crazy from COVID. They're getting stir crazy. And then now you're saying, oh, it's cool for you to just have a gun on the subway. Why not? The most populated city in the world where they're having mass attacks on Asian civilians for just being Asian. People getting stabbed and killed on the subway just for being, you know, and it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And it's just going to lead to so much more violence and just be so and like that one really hits hard for me too like the asian violence and then now hearing that for the new york it just it's it's a lot to deal with and it's incredibly frustrating to hear and you know like there was an argument from one of the senators i wish i caught his name but i just happened to hear it while i was driving home it was on npr it was right after this law got taken away and uh the the reporter asked him you know with all the violence that's coming out, with all the gun violence that's happening, especially on the rise, it apparently was on the rise. Um, it's up by like 25% over the last, you know, six months compared to last year, which is insane. Um, they they mentioned the whole idea that was originally put out. And I do remember this a lot when I was younger, you know, a bad guy with a gun, it can be beaten with a good guy with a gun, right? Which I, is just a bullshit claim. Like, No. But and they asked him, like, okay, that's not really relevant, right? Like, so what is your solution? This is a senator. His solution was every person that is violent in the world or has violent uh, tendencies should just be incarcerated. Just arrest every violent person, remove them from society, and then gun violence will go down. And he was adamant that this is a brilliant solution, that he doesn't understand why this, the, the courts haven't understood this and why they don't put this into place. Like, but how does that make sense? Like, how does that work? That doesn't work. You can't assume that anybody who, you know, got into a fight when they're younger is going to grow up and get a gun and go shoot somebody. Like, I've been in so many fights. I'm not going to get a gun. Are you kidding me? Like, that's ridiculous. It's just none of it makes sense. And it's just so frustrating to hear. It's just, it's going to lead to so much just, horrible so many horrible situations and i'm terrified for that honestly it's interesting how silencers silencers are legal in 42 states but i mean california is obviously one where it's illegal but it's interesting like i was just reading about that the other day like i was always curious like because i've never seen silencers here and i'm like hmm, i wonder if it actually is illegal and it is but um 
Yeah, I'm happy to live in California where a lot of things like that are illegal. Butterfly knives are illegal. Brass knuckles are actually illegal to own and you can't purchase them. They won't be sent here. Like if you purchase them from out of state, they won't mail them to California if you put a California address on there, which I think is really interesting. I like, remember my friend got in trouble for those. Yep. Like it, there's, it's nice to live in a state in which it's a little bit more progressive. But then when you look at the mass shooting violence uh, charts from 2022 and see how many are listed in California alone, like it's just, it's terrifying, right? May 20th, February 12th, March 26th, May 17th, January 29th. June 16th, April 23rd, January 23rd, March 22nd, April 17th. Like that's the list keeps going, right? Like the biggest issue is that, you know, it, even though like there's strict gun laws in some of these States, like a majority of people that will use these actively for the most part, can just get them off the street because it's not hard. It's easy. You know, for the people that do have a license and do do this, like, I know the number isn't as high, but still, it's... You're not going to stop somebody from getting a gun. That's the thing. That's the worst part. So, like, saying that, like, if they want it, they're going to get it. That's the scary part to you. But making it easier now for people to accomplish that is not the right way to go. And it's interesting because people always think this is just a, like, gun rights is a big thing of just the right. But I know a surprisingly high amount of people on the left that do own guns. They just don't make a big deal about it. You know, they don't make their gun their personality. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another big thing is that people, and I I get it, shooting a gun does, it, it feels different. but. Some people base their personality or their thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Like they 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 feel like their gun like it's an extension of them, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. like no, your your gun is just there for protection, and you don't really need to flaunt it. You don't need to tell people you have one. Like mm-hmm. it, I never really understood that, you know. Um, and you know. I have shot a lot of different guns before. I used to go to the desert with a few friends and we used to try different ones. I've shot an AK. I've done all of that. And it's like, to me, (sighs) feeling the power of like the AK and some of the other guns, I'm not going to list the names because I don't want to get in trouble here, but (laughs) it, it felt so powerful and it was just kind of like, whoa, you know, like, to mm-hmm. me, unless you're in a war, I feel like I just don't need them. You know, like I, I felt just fine shooting a freaking like deagle or just anything like normal pistol. And it's like, I just, I can see why some people would be like, oh, well, it's my right to own it if I can own it, you know, but to an extent, it's just like, even if you're hunting, if you're shooting something that shoots three bullets one after another, like that animal's gonna get obliterated anyway. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. For you're me, ruining the meat, so you're, you can't say it's for hunting. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just kind of odd. I mean, I from what I understand, I have a lifetime ban anyway, so I can't legally purchase one. Um, I might be able to get it overturned, but from my understanding, like I could never own one. So, um, cause of, uh, felonies, but, um, which I thought was kind of interesting actually, uh, when I was doing some research on this episode a little bit, I was kind of looking like if someone, you know, has a felony, if they're able to ever own a gun and certain ones, yes. And it's interesting how with certain charges, you would be like, they probably shouldn't own a gun ever. And mm-hmm. then charges like say mine, it's kind of like, doesn't really make sense. Cause I sit there and think like mentally, I feel like I would be more responsible with a gun than a lot of people. I even know who own one. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's weird, you know? And that's why I think like 
there should be like I don't say like I definitely think psychovels should be important. You yeah. know, like I don't want to turn this into like mental illness is the thing that decides all of this because then it just stigmatizes mental illness as well. But I think that you know a person if you're gonna own one, you should at least be you know tested every couple years Mm -hmm. you know to see if everything's okay in the head you know which is understandable that should be done for a lot of other things where you have you know the possibility of hurting someone or yourself you know it's because here's the thing is even if someone if someone shoots themselves you know if depending on the bullet type that bullet could go through the the ceiling it could hurt the other person next door like it's there's a lot of other possibilities with it and for me like i know some countries have very very strict laws mm-hmm. and they don't really work as well as you would think they would like i used to look at japan and i'd be like oh wow they have a really interesting gun law but here's mm-hmm. the thing is it's been like that for so long it's just understood you know, if you tried to do that here in this country, it just wouldn't work because right. you've given people the freedom for so long to have them that if you take that away, you know, there's going to be militias, you know, there's going to be people fighting for it, which I mean, when you take the right away that much, like I could see why people would get angry about it, but you can still create other restrictions to at least, you know, prevent some and that's why i think with at least psychovels it it's a good idea you know it's that way you're not really restricting like how much people can buy and stuff like that and it's more about okay like as long as you're functioning and i get you know a lot of people probably would be able to pass that off and play it off but here's the thing is that yeah if you have no problem passing a psych eval, then why do you care? And that's my thing with a lot of these gun laws is that if you don't have a record, you don't have any issues that would normally bar you from owning a gun, then why do you care about it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not affecting you. But if you're complaining that, oh, these evaluations are too much, they're too restrictive, it's like, but it doesn't bother you, right? Like, you obviously must be fine, you know, or you not, and that's why you can't get it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's always something that's kind of made me wonder, like, so many people complain about this, and it's like, are you not in sound mind? Like, it, I don't know, it's just weird, you know, because I mean, I looked at the process of getting a gun license, and honestly, even in California, like, it doesn't seem that invasive, as people make it sound like people are like, Oh my gosh, just strict this laws. But it's like, when you think about it, like in terms of actually getting a license, it's pretty easy. It's mm-hmm. just kind of time consuming, but it's easy. You know, the only thing restrictive is that you can't own every damn gun in existence. But I mean, dude, what do you need with a 50 caliber sniper? Like you don't need like the big boy guns, you know, like, right. <laughs> Unless you live in the desert and you just like to fire at the mountains, like if you live in a city, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, it makes no sense. It really does. It's it's tough, and I mean, like I grew up with a gun in the house, right? Like, but and I, I but I always knew it was there for protection. It was never a toy. Like I was always taught how to properly manage it, where it was at all times. You know, like it as long as you put in those safety measures and you're smart about it, because you need to know that you're taking a weapon into your home that can yeah. potentially end someone else's life. You need to treat it with respect. Right. And I think the psych evaluations would be brilliant. Like every two years you have to renew your permit and you have to take a psych eval as well. Like it just, why not? Like you said, if you have no problem passing it, that you have no issues whatsoever, then why would you not be okay with this? Right. Like, exactly. why would it not be okay? So, unless you're hiding something, right? Unless you're hiding how many guns you actually have or hiding your criminal past or hiding the fact that you're a closet alcoholic who's actually very violent when you're drunk, right? Like, 
there's a lot of other things in play there. And one terrifying thing is, guess what's around the corner? Independence Day, July 4th. It is the one day a year that has the highest spike in gun violence and gun-related accidents because people are idiots with their guns on July 4th firing them in the air and guess what then when that bullet comes back down it's coming down at that same velocity and it can strike people you know yeah. like people are just not understanding of how dangerous and how much respect is actually needed with these machines with these tools and it's yeah it's terrifying it's a lot to deal with but i think it's time to really dive into the one that the biggest thing that happened over these last three days and that is the unfortunate overturning of Roe vs. Wade. Roe vs. Wade has been in place for 50 years and has given women the right to choose what to do with their bodies, to choose not to have the baby of that rapist or a baby out of incest or any of those incidences, or just, just being able to make that decision on your own. And that has now been overturned. And there are many states that have officially, as of yesterday, um, there are 11 states that now ban uh, abortion. And then there are other states who are have severe limitations on it already, all within the last 24 hours of it actually being read out, right? And mm -hmm. it is, it's scary. And there are a lot of companies out there who are reacting to this in a very positive way to try and get the help out there. But it's too little too late, I would say, right? Like, how how can you take this away from somebody and i and i do understand i do totally understand the people who would be against roe versus wade uh, against the taking of a life that didn't have a chance to live i get it right like it's it's hard it's a very difficult question to deal with but we asked this question before we went to the proper channels we you know like we have decided that this is a fundamental right for women to have and you know, like some people, whenever they ask me about it and I bring up this story, they always are surprised that I'm for abortion and I totally am okay with it. But when I was like, when, before I was born, my mom did try to get one, you know, and the car broke down. <laughs> and so she decided to have me right. instead, you know, but like it, I would have been, I, I think like as of right now, like someone's asked me, are you angry about that? And no, why would I be? She was 16. Why would I be angry at her? You know, like, yeah. she wasn't ready. And theoretically, no one is, right? But like, I I don't blame her. And I'm totally okay with that. And it just, this is this is a really, really tough thing to deal with nowadays. And it's so disgusting to hear some of these protesters, the pro-life protesters saying like, oh, finally we got them and like just so angry about it still. And then now hearing that they're they're saying that the fight's not over, we're not done yet, contraceptives are next. Why? Why? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right? Like at least to give people that because birth control isn't just for birth control, right? It's for controlling hormones. It's It's approved by the FDA. There's so many more benefits that come with this. Why is that now the next thing on your radar, right? Like, it's it blows my mind. It's disgusting. It's it, absolutely disgusting, in my opinion. And once again, sorry, like, if you guys don't agree with what either one of us are saying here, like, I'm sorry, this is my viewpoint, right? And once again, if you have, we want to have a conversation about this stuff, go ahead, reach out to us. We're totally open to have a conversation with people, especially with those who have opposing views. I'm okay with it. I have no problem chatting with you guys. It's just, this is how I feel. And I feel very passionate about it. So, and you probably feel passionate about it too. So, sorry, but it's just how I feel. So, anyway. Yeah, like, how how did you take the news of this? I remember a while ago they were saying, like, there was some news that there might be something changing with it. But I thought it just got squashed. I didn't think it was actually going to go through. Um, I think it's bullshit. You know, just how everyone's like, my rights, you know, like they're always shouting, oh, the government's always taking away our rights. It's like, yeah, you guys are praising that they just took away rights. Yep. Because it doesn't affect you. And it's like, 
Uh, like that's something that pisses me off. I'm all for fighting for your rights, right? Like if it lets you have more freedom over what you want to do, fuck yeah. That, you know, don't let the government stop you. And yet here you are saying like, oh, this shouldn't do this. And it's like, motherfucker, fuck you. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just stupid because sometimes if the baby dies in there, what you're gonna wait till she has to give birth to the dead, you know, or child? It's actually very harmful for the mother. Yeah. Is that now, okay, the mom's gonna like you've just consciously made that choice for the mother. Like I and think only family? four states allow like late term, like you mm-hmm. know, like very very late. And it's like here's the thing: when a woman has it that late, it's usually either the baby's dead or like a marriage reason. miscarriage mm-hmm. or am I kill the mom? Mm-hmm. I bet you any abortion at that point is not because, Oh, I don't want it anymore. Right. You know, they would have decided that way earlier because one, it's a very taxing choice. Like, and very harmful for the body too. Like this is a very risky thing to do that late in the game. So. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Men shouldn't have the power to make this choice, you know, like, because we don't have that with our body, you know, like, if there was a bill being passed about, I'm trying to even think what it'd be for a guy, or, you know, if every man had to get castrated or something, like, then then it'd be like, okay, then guys need to fight for that right, but it's like, Mm -hmm. for women, like, I don't know, this is just bullshit, because... I just never really understood the whole argument like, oh, it's murder. Like, I used to think like, you know, if it's actually alive and it's like towards the end of the pregnancy, then I'd be like, I feel like that'd be a little weird. Yeah. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's them making that choice and it's not me. You know, for me, I know it'd be hard to -hmm. do. I don't know if I could do it because it's such a hard choice. But here's the thing is that I don't have to make that choice. So I shouldn't have really, I shouldn't be like, I shouldn't be away taking away someone's right to get it done. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just stupid that so many people are all about that. And it's like, why, if it does not literally affect you, why are you so against it? You know, mm-hmm. it's like the people that were against gay marriage and stuff. It's like, other than religious views, because, you know, that's always the big problem with this. Mm-hmm. Why would you be against that when it doesn't affect you at all? And like, what that's happened the to thing. the separation of church and state? Yeah. And where, like, where is that? Like, with, you know, the whole segregation thing, like, this one dude that was, like, saying, like, bringing that up in the middle of everything, and it's like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, why, why would you even bring that up? Like there, there's what the fuck, why, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't affect them. Like you can't say, Oh, them murdering their child affects me. It's like, no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. doesn't. Not not even a little bit. Yeah. And to give a little context for what Chris just said too, the um the person who said that was Senator John Cornyn from Texas. Uh it was right after Roe vs. Wade got overturned. Uh he sent out a tweet that said, Now do Plessy versus Ferguson and Brown versus Board. And those are two of the biggest, the biggest cases that ever hit the Supreme Court that had to deal with segregation. And it's just like it makes no sense. Like what what the hell does that have to do with anything right now? Right. Like it's the uh, some of you guys might know the the phrase separate but equal. Right. That came from Plessy versus Ferguson. Right. And it's just it's the notion that unconstitutional for American public schools and educational facilities to segregate in schools. Right. And then like it just it's disgusting that that's even being brought up. And the fact that it got brought up means that it could potentially make it way to the supreme courts and are we going to go backwards on that too like what the fuck like there's no benefit to it at all like that's the thing is like you know people could see abortion like oh it it benefits them because of their religious views or they just don't like it 
But like segregation, it's like, what the fuck does? It has nothing. It's just awful. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Like it's just it's weird how disgusting the people are about this and basically when i read that like oh what's next like in the back of my mind i kind of thought that a lot of the senators and stuff thought that but it's just like so you're making this a game Mm -hmm. to turn any kind of progressive choice and here's the thing is that progressive choices and decisions don't have to be centered just on the left you know just because the left is considered progressive the right can be progressive too and Mm -hmm. it's that's the thing is that you know i i don't have beef with either party honestly i hate both parties at this point because they're both stupid and for me it's like if there was a good candidate on either party, I would be interested in it. You know, if there was someone on the left that was competent and fought for what I believe in, I'd go for him. If someone was on the right, you know, it's (laughs) for me, I'm all about, is this person actually going to be not just good for me, but for everybody. Like when I look at, who to like vote for i always think about not just myself but everyone else because here when i really look at it i usually am like fuck these guys like i I don't care that they're probably not gonna affect me that much until some point pisses me off but i know these people are gonna affect the rest of the population around me because mm-hmm. i'm usually so like zoned into what I like to do, I try not to let the outside world bother me. But if this person I'm going to vote in benefits, like, all the people around me, I'd rather do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's... I just want what's better for everybody. You know, like... It'd just be nice if we could all just kind of, like, come together, talk about our issues, and try to work things out, you know, instead of this, like, bloodthirsty back and forth that we have. And it's just... You know, both parties at the end of the day care about who gets more money mm-hmm. That's than the, the people. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. Now, there was one, I, I will say that there was like a slight good thing that did kind of come. I, I, it's hard to say it's good, right? But like the something nice happened when the Rovers Wade got stuff overturned. It The fact that a lot of companies did reach out and say like, hey, like you are still allowed to travel to a different state to get an abortion. So anybody's listening and concerned about that, like remember that. Like you do have the right to travel still. And Biden even said in his speech after the Rovers Wade got overturned that he will do absolutely everything in his power to make sure that that right is never taken away from you. Because that is a crucial right, the right to travel, right? Like, how can you say someone can't go to a different state, right? That's not, that's ridiculous. And there are actually a lot of companies that did come out and say that, and a lot of medical companies as well, but like even Facebook, Meta, they came out and said that if any of their employees need help traveling in order to acquire an abortion in a different state, then they will help cover the costs. And now a lot of, you know, Planned Parenthood things have that infrastructure in place to help with the traveling as well. And they've actually been working on setting up that infrastructure for the last couple months. They saw this coming, you know, yeah. and they they started creating that infrastructure early just in case. And it, luckily, they were ahead of the curve. So there is still a way. So try not to feel helpless even though a lot of it, it's easy to feel helpless in times like these. But there is something out there, which is nice. And know that you do have the backing of the president himself. As little as that might help because he has no say in this, at least there's something there, right? And like you said, too, like it doesn't matter if it's a Republican president or a Democratic president or, you know, like, who cares what party's in there? It doesn't matter because Roe vs. Wade got put into place with the Republican president, you know? And honestly, it's just, 
it's weird how politics have gone nowadays. It's become yeah. a shit show. It's just become reality TV and it's just say whatever the fuck you want and people exploiting social media and it's just it's disgusting where politics are going nowadays. And you mentioned this earlier in the episode, but we're a joke. The United States is a joke around the world. And it's it's gross, you know? Like I not a proud American, are you kidding me? Like it's what am I proud of? What yeah. like what 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 is it? Right. Show me what to be proud of. I have freedom. Okay, cool. But you can just take it away whenever you want. Right. Mm -hmm. I can be arrested and not have any right. And anything I say ever is going to be used against me. Right. Like you can search my house whenever you want just because you think I did something. Like what? What right do I have? What do I have to be proud of? And it's just it's. Ugh. It's tough. This is a very, very tough, dark time for us. And this is just the beginning. I don't think this is going to end. And it's it's terrifying to think that a president that is no longer in office was able to put these pieces in place and have it acted out after he was gone. Like he's not even in there anymore. And the people that he put in power are the ones who are calling the shots. Well, you know, he's puppet stringing, you know, puppet mastering in the background doing this stuff and he's even saying that i don't even want to say his name fuck that guy i don't give a shit like he he is saying that he's gonna run again and the things that he's saying and things he's promising is that he is even more disgusting and i don't even want to get into that right now because it's just worse but it's just it's crazy it's a scary time but right now is the most important thing to remember that we need to vote voting is very important and the vote the vote in fall is going to be one of the most important votes possible like we might have to deal with this for the next couple months or until the end of the year but the vote in fall is going to be incredibly crucial because we can change who gets to have say over these things that is the only time that we have any chance to change out congress and like we need to do something big we need to change what is going on and I just hope that we have enough people who are aware of that who are going to do that. And it's really up to the young, the youngins, right? You yep. guys really need to. And I'm so happy to see how like plugged in a lot of these younger people are. When I was their age, I didn't know anything about politics. And it's amazing to see, like, my little sister, she's 21, 22, like, she's in it. She knows what's going on. She, it's just, it's amazing to see. So that does give me some hope for the future, that we can fix this. And I want to apologize for our generation for kind of allowing this to happen. Because we did. But yeah. Anyway, with that, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week with the next set of moral dilemmas. And have a good week, as best as you can, and stay hopeful. Bye.